Welcome to an all-new episode of Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter. And on today's episode, I'll talk to my former colleague and ad guy, Keith Marsh, about why we didn't become friends faster when we worked together. Hi, I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Keith, welcome to the Fast Friends Podcast. Hey, Logan. How's it going, man? Dude, it is uh, going okay. <laughs> I mean, going it's like okay? right, right after a holiday break, you know, uh, don't want to go back to work tomorrow, um, quite honestly, yeah. but I need to, you know, like I don't, I've spent so much time not knowing what day it is. Um, yeah, it's, I'm a, I'm a mess, honestly, if I don't have a routine and schedule. Yeah. How was your break? Way. How were your holidays? It was good. It was good. We were back in Michigan. Um, there weren't a lot of, there was not a lot of activity. It was kind of strange. Like we went into like the holidays thinking it was going to be chaos and like doing a bunch of things, but you know, with this new variant and all that, everyone was kind of cautious and we were pretty much just sticking with family. And so got to spend a lot of time with the folks and, uh, my in-laws, we were, we, uh, my wife and I are both from Michigan. So, um, we're back and forth on 94, seeing one another the whole time. <laughs> and, uh, it was a lot of fun. We didn't even they, actually go home this year. Um, oh, really? Because, yeah, because of the new variant. So we got stuck here. Oh, it was just the two of us. I know a bunch of people out here in LA that they were planning to go home and then yeah. they got COVID right before oh. they, right before they were going to go home and yeah. spent the holidays locked up inside, which is brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's basically what we did, right? Like we, you know, cause it's so cold here too. That's the other thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, whatever, it's fine. It's that's like when I go back tomorrow I'm, my standard answers are going to be like, yeah, the holidays were fine. Like it was great to have time off. I didn't do anything. I can believe it's 2022. That's how fucking calendars work. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. the same answer, you know, I actually well, wish yeah. I could just take one more day just so I don't have to answer any of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, the thing was this year is we came back earlier than usual. Usually we go all the way up through new year's back to Michigan. Mm -hmm. And this year we came back on the 29th and that was okay. like, that was like a pro move, uh, yeah. being able to come back and spend like four days, five days chilling at home, getting everything together. It's been really nice. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks for, thanks for doing this. It's, I think it'll be, it's going to be really fun just to catch up with you. I haven't seen you in person probably since, I don't know, like 2017, 16, Shit. 16 is when we moved from Chicago. Oh yeah. yeah. Then I haven't seen you since 2016 in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll give you just a quick premise overview. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen before, but in case people are listening for the first time, it's three rounds. The first round will be called the fast forward round. Uh, so I'll just kind of go through some stuff about your life, career, stuff like that. The second round is called five for five. So I have five questions prepared for you. You have five questions, I believe, pre prepared for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the last round will be the fast runs fortune teller. Awesome. I had to like look to find it to see if I actually had it. Yes, it's here. Um, and we'll Excellent. use that to uh, reveal an activity that we'll play. And then end Excellent. with a friend request. Um, any questions before we jump in? No, man. I'm very awesome. excited to do this. Before we do that, I'm actually going to read this amazing rating and review thing that was left on uh, Apple. 
Um, so if you guys want to leave a review, Spotify also has this ranking feature now, so you could smash that five stars there. But on Apple, there was this really nice uh, review that was left, and I just want to read it real quick and say thank you to Kristen Lynn. Uh, so the review says, Logan uses his signature humor and humility to remind us that we all have more in common with each other than we might think. We're all weirdos. Just embrace it and come along for the laughs. So thank you for that very kind review. Uh, if you guys want to leave a review, uh, you can do so on, on Apple Podcasts, and I will probably read it on the air. Um, so wanted to do that before we jumped in. Um, otherwise, I'll jump right in to interview round one. Let's <laughs> um, do it. Did you, so you are from Saline, Michigan. Um, you mentioned earlier that you and your yep. wife are both from Michigan. Were you born there and like raised there your entire life, or did you like move there at a young age? No, born and raised. So born and raised. same house. I, yeah, same house. Yeah. My parents yeah. still live in said house. Mm-hmm. My dad has lived in Celine since he was eight, and my Did mom it? grew up in Ann Arbor, which is like the next town over. Which a lot of people are probably aware of University of Michigan, there. Yeah, and so like. Yeah, my parents um, were from that area. I was born and raised there. Uh, my parents still live in the same house. Yeah, small little community there in Saline, Michigan, right outside of Ann Arbor. Wait, I said it wrong. I said it like very hard. Like I said, saline, like saline solution. Am I yeah, pronouncing it wrong? It's spelled the same. Yeah, it's yeah. spelled the same. But uh, And so when people aren't familiar with it, they say yeah. saline, and I'm just like, <laughs> way over correcting people. <laughs> like, no, Celine, damn it. Celine. Okay. Um, yeah. No, no, it's cool. No, it's cool. What um can you describe Celine to people that haven't been there? I want to I do want to say one thing. Like in researching this, um there are like you see a lot of small towns, right? Uh, across the country. This town looks to me like the Gilmore Girls could have been filmed there. Like that's how <laughs> freaking quaint all the pictures are. So I want to know like wh- what is it from somebody like tell us some from somebody that's actually been there. It's funny because it's um, there's there's two different sides of Celine. The one <laughs> side is like this like old school like roll up your sleeves farming town. Okay. Um, and then the other side that borders Ann Arbor is like you know big automotive executives, um, coaches or professors or like higher up folks at University of Michigan. So like very affluent families. Um, and then there's like the downtown area, which is kind of like just this kind of like blue collar, like small town, like folks. And so when I, I remember it was so funny when I was in high school, the first like two years, I don't think we did it my junior and senior year, but like the first two years of high school, we had like a drive your tractor to work day Oh, and or not, not, I'm sorry, not drive your tractor to work day, drive your tractor to school day. So like yeah, kids yeah. would drive their tractors to school. Um, but then you also had like moms and dads dropping kids off in like Benzes. And so it's like this like <laughs> weird like dynamic of these like farmer type and then like these very affluent families. And my family was like right there in the middle, like very blue collar. My dad was a carpenter. My mom was like an executive assistant at University of Michigan. But it is okay. like pretty small town. Um but then you get like the cool, like larger town, like college town vibes yeah. when you just head about five miles up the road to Ann Arbor. So it's an interesting spot. But like, yeah, downtown is very much like one of those Midwest like downtowns where there's only there's a bank, there's a two two or three restaurants and like a coffee shop, and that's all there is. It 
and I'm telling you in the pictures, if you guys are listening, you should look it up. It, it, I pulled it up and I was like, holy shit, this looks like Stars Hollow. Like, that's what it looked like to me in the pictures <laughs> I saw. Yeah. And you have one brother, right? Correct. Yeah. His name is Matt. What? But it, that's, you yeah. guys call him Boogs? Boogs. Is that? Yeah. Boogs. See, I can't so, pronounce anything. Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. My brother, his whole life, um, his nickname has been Boogs. And to, to this day, he's. 31 uh his buddies still call him boogs my parents still call him boogs a lot of people like friends from home still call him boogs and it's kind of a funny story actually is like you would think that there's some interesting thing that happened that is the reason like my parents start calling him boogs but what it is he came out and he had red hair and like (laughs) i don't have red hair my parents don't have red hair um, but both my grandpas actually had red hair back in the day. Um, okay. so it kind of made sense, but, uh, they were home for a few days or my parents were home for a few days. And my dad said to my mom, like, I'm going to start calling him Boogs. And my mom's like, why? Cause we had a neighbor or my dad had a neighbor growing up and they had a dog that had red <laughs> hair. That's the oh exact same color as my brother's. And the dog's name was Boogs. And so literally wow. everyone and like my dad just always called my brother Boogs. So then like we played sports growing up. So all the kids on the sports team, like they just picked it up and yeah. everyone calls my brother Boogs. <laughs> wow. His namesake is a dog. That's amazing. Yeah, That's a great exactly. story. Yeah. I, I love like I love name, uh, nickname stories like that and like finding out where they where they came from. Yeah. Um, That's a unique one. It's a good one. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Um yeah. He's about to have his first kid, right? Yeah. Actually, I just yeah. talked to him uh, earlier today, and uh, it sounds like it might be next week. Wow. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. This it, is, is, it's weird, too, because uh, like to have your younger brother having a kid, Yeah, it's like, oh, wow. In my head, he's still like 13. I was like, right. you shouldn't be having a kid. But it's like, yeah. oh, wait, no, you're 31. Yeah, I guess that makes <laughs> sense. We had the same thing with my brother because my middle brother has two kids, um, mm-hmm. but I don't have kids, and my youngest brother doesn't have kids, uh, and so yeah, it's the same thing. It's so weird, like you, and then when you start seeing them like be a dad, <laughs> yeah. like all the shit that the kids pull on them, I'm like, yeah. you f- you fucking deserve this, like exactly. you know, <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. And so my um, my wife, she's one of four, and her brother um, has um, I think two or three year old. And then uh, her sister just had a baby in um, September. And so we have two nieces on that side of the family. And, like, same thing. My wife and I have been together for 13 years. And so, like, siblings are like my siblings. We've we've known each other and been around each other long enough. And to see them, like, you know, walking in with the the baby carrier and everything and having to deal with, like, the trials and tribulations of parenthood, it's like. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you bet. You better watch out when uh, those kids get a little older and they start acting like you acted when you were a teenager. Absolutely. Abs- My brother, they have twins, and um, so one of them is like him, and the other is like his wife. And so the one that's like him, like every time she throws a fit or whatever, we're like, mm-hmm. Like this is she. We always. His name is Brent. And yeah. we, um, when she's like in a really pissy mood, we always say that she has resting Brent face. Um, cause she amazing. also looks like him. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, she, yeah, she has the RBF, 
Um, what were you like as a kid? Were you, were you, cause as an adult, I feel like you're pretty fun to be around and like most mm-hmm. of the time happy. Uh, were you like that as a kid? Yeah. I, I as far as I know, um, <laughs> I was always, yeah, I always tried to, I wouldn't say be the center of attention, but welcomed the attention. Um, sure. and like, you know, kind of being the life of the party a little bit and, and having fun. I, I think it was relatively mature. Um, for my age, my mom always said like, it was weird how they'd be at like functions or like little get togethers with, uh, friends and she'd look over and like all the kids would be like playing over in the corner. I'd be like having a conversation with like three or four <laughs> different adults and then like, yeah, okay. And then like go back to playing with kids. But like, I was just kind of like always wandering around and just having random conversations with people. But let's say I was, I was pretty f- fun um i didn't get into too much trouble as a kid a little yeah. bit of trouble as i got into like my teenage years but nothing egregious i wasn't getting arrested like every other weekend but i definitely <laughs> had my fair share of groundings from my parents of you know coming home late and um not doing my homework not getting the right marks in school so um yeah i was i was uh i was a solid kid i was i wasn't a bad kid i was, I was a lot of fun to be around yeah that i feel like that checks out um, I would, I don't know if you said you were like problem child, it would have blown my mind. <laughs> did you, uh, as a kid, did you know, so my reason for asking this is because being in a Midwestern small town, but you, you have like sort of a, a unique scenario, like you said, being so close to, um, like a college town, like a pretty renowned college town. Right. Um, did you like know about a lot of careers and like what you wanted to be when you grew up or like where I grew up and I was just talking to Quinn Myers on the episode that comes out tomorrow, he grew up in uh, Ottawa, Illinois, and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought there were like three jobs, you know, like I thought you were either like a teacher or like a doctor or like you worked in a factory. Yeah. Like, was it the same for you or like because you were so close to that? Like, did you have vi- like because I'm obviously going to ask you, like, as a kid, what you wanted to be when you grew up as yeah. well? No. So, like, it's weird because I, I really didn't know, like, what was out there, like growing yeah. up in a small town, like. Even today, like, I, I'm like, man, I wish someone would have told me about that job. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but all I remember is when I was younger and the very few times we went to an airport and, like, I'd look around and I'd see guys in suits and briefcases, like, walking through the airport in a hurry. And I was like, I want to be that guy. Like, I want to <laughs> do whatever the hell he does. That looks cool. He's, like, getting on a plane to go somewhere and he's going to have a meeting and then go out for drinks and then like come back here. And so I would like took all these marketing classes in high school and I was like in DECA. Like, I don't know if you know what DECA is or it's like this high school. I think they have them in college too, but it's like, um, this organization where you like go and compete against like other students. Um, and you're given like these case studies and like, you got to like come up with business plans and what have you. Um, but I was like really involved in that. And I was like, okay, this is like the ticket. Like I got to go into marketing or some, do something in marketing. And one of the, um, one of the things that I got to do, like, I think it was my junior senior year, um, was an ad campaign. And I, I wish I could remember what the ad campaign was for, but I have no idea. And I was like, (laughs) this seems interesting. I like this. And so I thought I wanted to go into like creative advertising, but, um, I took some art classes and I wasn't very creative. (laughs) Um, And so 
I ended up, the school I went to is a small like business school up in Northern Michigan. And all I knew about it is they had an advertising major. Okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to go into advertising. You have an advertising major. Like that's, that makes sense. Yeah. And so that's why I ended up there. And I was like, went into advertising and I think my freshman or sophomore year, like we went and toured some uh, ad agencies in Detroit and they're all automotive okay. advertising agencies. And like, there was like a bar in there. They had like a little cafe, like for coffee and lunch. And there was a band playing there that day. And they like had recording studios and stuff. I was like, Oh yeah. Like I picked the right thing. Like this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so I just continued like in the advertising program and then I started working at an agency in Detroit and the rest is history. Right on. Wow. See, like I didn't even know about ad agencies until probably I was in college. I don't, I think like, I didn't even know they were like a thing. And you know, I was in Cincinnati, which has P and G and it has mm-hmm. like actually has, uh, I mean, they have some like really cool agencies now, but at the time they didn't have very many, um, even though P and G was there and, uh, yeah, so it was like, you know, it wasn't like you were going in and seeing like bars and like bands and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then like yeah. we did like these mini uh like a mini session when I was a senior in college where we went over to London and Paris. Like we spent a week in London and a week in Paris um with like our ad advertising professor and we just like toured ad agencies in London and ad agencies in Paris. And oh. I was like Hell yeah. Like, yeah. this is sweet. I got to find a way to get a job at one of these damn places. Yeah. Um, and so, like, <laughs> then, yeah, I was, like, applying like crazy at all these ad agencies around Detroit. Because um, that's, like, that's all I knew. Right. I knew about London and Paris, but, like, that was, like, a pipe dream. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I ended up in, in Detroit working on Ford um, right out of college. And, yeah, okay. then I bounced around quite a bit since. Yeah. Uh, going back to your teenage years for a minute when you were at Celine, which I hear is one of the best schools in the state. Correct. Were your teenage years like awkward for you? Like uh, teenage years can be awkward for people. Like, were they awkward for you? Did you like blend in? Who would like, who sat at your lunch table? What was your life like then? You know, I mean, it was not awkward for me. <laughs> um, I, I tried, I like had a bunch of friends in high school. Like I play on the football team. Um, okay. played on the hockey team. Um, I was in like all the, the marketing courses, like I mentioned. Um, and I just, I was kind of friends with everybody. Um, yeah. I was friends with like the guys on the football team, obviously the guys on the hockey team, um, had a lot of friends that like, I went through like the marketing programs with. And then, um, in my earlier days I was in, I was actually in drama um, so I guess like the drama kids and then like one of my best friends, uh, who's my neighbor my entire life, uh, he was like in the punk crowd. And so like mm-hmm. I was friends with like the punk kids, I guess you could say <laughs> <laughs> not to stereotype or anything, but like, yeah, yeah, I was just kind of friends with everybody and, um, it, it, it wasn't a challenge for me and like, it wasn't like awkward for me, I guess. And, but then like. Growing up and, you know, having, like, lived in some of the places I have lived and, like, 
being able to meet like some of the places I've met, like I've met some people who like had a tough time in high school. I was like, Oh shit. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I hate to hear that. Like, I wish I would have known that like there were people like struggling or like going through like awkward situations. Um, because like for me, I was like, Oh, this is a blast. Like high school is fun. And yeah. then actually the college I ended up going to was super, super small. It was actually smaller than my high school. Okay. Um, and it was like the same way. Like it was, it's just a small school. And so I got to know like a little bit of everybody there. Yeah. Um, and still friends with a ton of people from college that I went to school with. Is that what made you pick it? Is that it was like small? No, I think what the reason I p- picked it is first of all, cause of the advertising program, mm-hmm. but also cause of hockey. Um, I was able okay. to play hockey there. Um, I truthfully, I was so ignorant. I didn't know how small it was until like I set foot on campus like day one. Okay. I was like, wow. Oh my gosh. Cause I went to visit it. I went to visit Northwood when I was a junior in high school and it was like a random morning in the winter. Like my mom and I got up, we went with like, we took a friend of mine. We drove up to Midland, Michigan, which is about two hour drive from my hometown. Mm-hmm. We toured it. I was like, yeah, this seems cool. Yeah. I like it. It seems nice. <laughs> drove back home. I applied to one other school, um, the um, Chicago Institute of Art, which okay. I got into with my um, art classes that I was taking. But um, Northwood, the hockey coach called me and I talked to him and I was able to play hockey there. And I was like, yeah, I think once my once my senior year of hockey ended, I was like, Northwood's probably, probably a better spot for me. I don't want to move to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go play hockey and go up there and then I get up there and I was like, Oh wow. There's 1700 kids here. <laughs> I didn't know that. And like yeah. growing up with university of Michigan in your backyard where there's like 30,000 kids. It's right. Like stark contrast. <laughs> so I was like, this is weird. Um, and like the first year I, it was kind of like, do I want to be here? Like, I don't know if I like all of this. Like, it's so small and everything. Um, but ended up making a bunch of like good friends, like guys whose weddings I stood up in. They stood up at my weddings. And like, I became really close friends with a bunch of people there. And like, that's probably what kept me there. And then obviously, yeah. the two years later, met my now wife. So that was another thing, too. Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned meeting your wife there, Rachel. Yeah. Uh, you, so you guys were juniors when you met? Or you were a junior? Yeah, she was a year yeah. younger than me. She was a sophomore. Okay, how did um, you guys meet? It was a funny story, actually. So um, we actually met my sophomore year, her freshman year. Okay. And she she tells, her and I have two different versions of the story. <laughs> um, but she, we met at a party. We had, like, known who each other were. And... Um, like we were talking like whatever. And then one of the freshmen on the hockey team, he lived back in the dorms and like the dorms were all kind of shared. And I went back to like the dorms with him and I was like, Hey, do you know, uh, do you know what room Rachel's in? And he's like, what? And I was like, I'm going to go like say hi to her. And it's like midnight on a, on a Thursday night, I think. Mm-hmm. And I go to like knock on her door and she answers and she's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, <laughs> came to say hi. And she's like, get out of here. I was like, come on, what? Seriously? And she's like, yeah, like 
what do you, this is creepy. Like, why the hell did you follow me back to like my dorm room? And I was like, uh, I didn't think that this is how this is going to go. So, um, she like told me I was an asshole and like, she's like, you're gross. Like you're creepy. Like get away from me, whatever. And so I did, we didn't talk again that rest of that school year. But then, uh, the way I, I see it is like over summer break, she kind of came to her senses. And then, mm-hmm. uh, the next school year, um, we kind of hit it off. We picked up our conversations. They were a little more friendly this time, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one thing led to another and we started dating in November of 2008. Okay. And then, uh, we ended up getting married in September of 2015. And so now we've been married for about six years. Wow, um, congrats. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was fun. Um, but like, yeah, that's the, that's the way the story goes, uh, how we first met. Um, but then we've, we've been together happily ever after, ever since the, um, the second time. So after the summer break, when she had time mm-hmm. to think about all of her, uh, actions, um, <laughs> did she, did she like, did she talk to you first or did you talk to her first the second time? Um, or do you remember? <laughs> I want to say she talked. Eh, I might have been a smart ass and like gone <laughs> up to her and just been like, hey, it's been a while since we've chatted. Remember the last time we talked? Um, and she like probably smirked and was like, yeah, like you're still a clown. <laughs> um, but it was like, I, I think we had some friends that were kind of vying for us to to get together and they were helping force the issue a little bit. You know, yeah, we we we'd weirdly end up in the same places at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So after college, you said you went you so you moved to Detroit and start or did you live at home and commute into Detroit? I lived at home and commuted, which okay. it's not too bad. It was about a thirty five minute drive, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, moved back home with the parents. It was nice. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Spent um, a couple years there. In a, you started in account management, right? Yeah, I, I started as an account coordinator, and like it was crazy. Back then, an account coordinator, like, I think it's a lot different now. At least Mm -hmm. the account coordinators we have at Deutsch. But um, back then, like, all we did was route ads. Mm. Like, literally, like, anything but a TV commercial. So any print, like, radio scripts, like, anything was, like, put on a piece of paper. And me, and there's, like, 15 of us, (laughs) we would walk around the agency and get, like, proofing to proof it legal to sign off on it um, because it was automotive they're like product uh specialists they'd oh, yeah. sign off on it yeah. then we'd have to go to like strategy creative and they'd have to all sign off on it but what they would do is like if there's something wrong with it like they saw something like it was a print ad or a billboard or something they would like make a comment on it yeah and say that comment was from legal i then had to go to creative and creative would be like fuck that. I don't want to do that. Right. And like, then I, I'd be in like this middleman of like going back and forth. (laughs) And I used to like joke because I was like, this is insane. We're getting paid for this right now. And like, we'd have like these like uh, really traumatizing experiences of like 
people yelling at us, but I'm like, yeah. yo, I'm just like routing this thing. Like right. I'm making no money whatsoever. <laughs> and I used to like tell like my friends, like we'd be sitting there like eating lunch. I'd be like, seriously, you guys like a trained chimp could do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like we're literally just like walking these ads around the agency, like getting people to sign them. <laughs> um, but it was like, I mean, it was a blast. You know, you're right out of college. Yep. You, there's 15 of us. We're all in like kind of the same boat probably 95% of us were like living at home with our parents. And so like the money was going straight into your bank account and they go home to like a nice meal from your mom. And like, sometimes we'd go out to dinner and mom and dad would pay for that too. So (laughs) it wasn't a bad thing. I, I loved it. But then, yeah, after that, I, um, I became a, uh, an assistant account executive really moving up and, uh, that was like, then it was like, oh, okay, like now I'm actually doing work. Like yeah. <laughs> now I'm like sitting in meetings with clients, like, you know, taking notes, like obviously not making any like big decisions, but I'm around people who are making decisions on things and like yeah. getting to see, you know, the, from the brief from the client and going through like the different stages of like the creative concepting and all that and being able to see like the, the campaign and everything that goes with it come to life was pretty cool. And then what was it that made you um, decide to come to Leo Burnett? Leo Burnett is actually the first place I worked in Chicago, too. Yeah, well, um, it's funny. Um, At that time, I had full intentions of, like, Rachel and I, like, getting a place in Metro Detroit. She -hmm. was working at, um, like, an experiential agency in Detroit. And we were going to buy a house, maybe have some kids. You know, and like work as like this advertising power couple in Detroit. Hell yeah. And uh, randomly she got a call from Starcom. Okay. That she had submitted, like when she was still in college, had submitted her resume. Yeah. That and sounds right. Over a year later, <laughs> <laughs> they called her and they're like, we want you to come in for an interview. She's like, okay, cool. And it was like the winter time and so, mm-hmm. there was December. And so we, she was like, I'm not going to get this job. Like, know i don't think there's any way like i'll get it and she's like let's just like use it as an excuse to go to uh chicago for the weekend yeah so we went to chicago for the weekend she interviewed we went back home Uh, i think she interviewed on a friday and then we just stayed the weekend there Mm -hmm. and uh went back home didn't think anything of it and then literally easter weekend this was in december (laughs) easter weekend she gets a call they're like hey we we want to offer you a job and we were like, what? Really? <laughs> and um, she's like, okay, can I have some time to think about it? They're like, not really. Um, <laughs> of course. You have two, we, we want you to start in two weeks if you're going to accept it. Like, we'll give you till tomorrow. And so her and I went on a long walk and we talked about it. And um, eventually we were like, yeah, let's do it. And so yeah. she moved two weeks later to Chicago and then I spent like the rest of like that spring and summer like applying for jobs and ended up at Leo Burnett um, in like August of that year. It's like August of 2012. Okay. And um, yeah, so that's how I got. And like that was my goal too is like I wanted to work at Burnett. Yeah. Um, you know, their their history and like their reputation and everything kind of preceded itself. And I was like, if I'm in Chicago, I want to work there. And um <laughs> some like one thing led to another and I ended up there. It was pretty fun. It's, it's weird when it's like your first, um, 
place that you work in Chicago, like in that, because the same thing, like I, when I applied there, I had no idea like what I was even applying to. Like I said, I, you know, like big city agencies that like wasn't a thing. Yeah. And so like when I told people that I was leaving the agency I was at in Cincinnati, they were like, oh shit, like you got a job at Leo Burnett. And I'm like, yeah, like what's the, you know, what's the big deal? Yeah, and then you get there and I'm like learning all about all the shit and I'm, cause you know, I didn't study advertising. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was like a writing major. So, um, yeah, I was like, oh shit, this is like legit. And you get like the story and the apples and the, you know, it's like, yep. I don't know if you, Burnett breakfast is like fucking oh legendary. Legendary. Um, yeah. It's that's God. I fell off the Metro train one day, uh, coming home from the Leo Burnett breakfast and landed on the platform Face down. The stories that come out of that every year are absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Leo Burnett. I had done a report on Leo Burnett when I was in college. And so like when we went to visit Chicago that weekend, I saw the Leo Burnett building and I was like, oh shit, I did a report on this. And then you end up um, like walking into those halls and you're like, whoa. Yeah. You're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. And <laughs> you're, like, you're like, this is, yeah, this is big city advertising. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, I think the lust wears off pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> okay. So you, you do a couple years at Burnett, um, come to Ogilvy. This is where you and I met. Um, yeah. Because we worked on the same client accounts. Yeah. Um, we didn't really talk, though, outside of like work, work, quite honestly. No. Like, no, we worked. It's- and we didn't really even work together that much. No, you're you're spot on because I I remember like knowing of you. Yeah. Like oh oh that's Logan yeah um because you were project manager right yeah yeah I was a yeah. project manager and, and like yeah that's Logan he's one of the PMs oh okay but like I was on like social yeah and so we just didn't really like work on things um <laughs> Not a yeah lot. then towards like the um. I guess towards the end of my time there, like, is when I like we started chatting more. Like, I'd swing by your desk or you'd swing by my desk, and then I was talking about it. Um, I think with my wife or my brother, I was like, "Yeah, actually, like uh, Logan, I've kind of talked to him and like gotten to know him better, like over the years since like we've not been working together, just through like social media and like random texts and stuff." Um, Than when we did work together, Um, absolutely, but yeah. Yeah, it was, Which is, it, was, it was kind of funny. <laughs> it is weird. On that account in particular that you and I worked on, it was yep. like everything was very kind of disjointed. Yep. And like there was a massive, there's a ton of people that worked on that. Yeah. And you only like worked for like within your small little bubble and no other client other than when I worked at, um, when I worked in Dearborn on Ford. Like mm-hmm. we were Ford's AOR. There's like 1,100 people. At, nah, I don't think there's quite 1,100 people, but there's almost a thousand people that yeah. only worked on Ford. Yep. And so, like, of course, that many people, you're not gonna like know everybody that works on the business. Yeah. Um, but like, we had probably what 70, 80 to 100 people that worked on like the business we worked on, and like, you only talk to like the 10 people that you. <laughs> we're working with like and it was correct like so weird um but like so yeah all the, all the other pieces of business i've ever worked on since like you collaborate and like work on things or in the same meetings with pretty much like everyone that's on that account yeah 
I feel like especially the team that you were on at the time was sort of newer to the agency Mm -hmm. as like a practice in general. And so there was a lot of like, I don't even know what you do. Like, I don't have time to help you. Like one of my questions is like when we worked together, but didn't really talk, like, were you like this fucking guy? Because you would always have to come through us, not you specifically, but like most of the teams had to come through us to like get people assigned to projects and I know a lot of times we were like, we don't have yeah. time for your shit. So, yeah, I would have probably thought I was a dick, quite honestly. No, not at all. Because I think it's like in, in agencies, like everyone's like so busy with their own shit. Yeah. And, you know, and you have like kind of just like inherently this jaded personality where you're like, that person's not nearly as busy as I am. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, what the hell does that guy do anyways? You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, yeah. And like, you don't know until you know. And so like, you just kind of float through life, like being like, I am like busy as hell and no one else is as busy as me, except for like these team members that I work with every single day. I know what they're busy with. Yeah. But like that person, they can't be that busy. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then like you say, you then end up getting to like work with that person in the agency. And then you're like, <laughs> Oh yeah, you you do got a lot on your plate. I didn't realize you did all this. Absolutely, shit. yeah, sorry. absolutely. And I think it got, I feel like it got better the longer that I was there. Like it was more yeah. integrated. But like at first, man, it was like it was rough. So I'm I, like, no, Logan, I just want to chum out. I'm trying to get away from these people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> if we could have just been real talk, I have a really funny story from Ogilvy that I want to share with you. Um, so this this story I think is very funny. It's directly about you. Um, Lovely. but at the time. I believe, well, yes, I, I mean, unless uh, you were just uh, acting, you were um, looking for other jobs um, because you were in a conference room before we had a team meeting, a, a project management team meeting, um, and left a copy of your resume in the conference room. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Swear to God, which we found. Um, and uh, we had this whole thing. We took it back with us to, <laughs> to our desks. And, um, we, we started like brainstorming like ways to fuck with you that like, we knew that you were interviewing somewhere else. Um, and somebody actually like took the time to go through a magazine and cut out letters and like put together this note that we were going to leave on your desk. And somebody in our team was like, um, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's like bullying and bullying was really having a moment. Um, so they were like, I think that that's bullying. So like, you can't actually do that. And then um, somebody from HR who was very friendly, like, and would make rounds happened to come around like a day or two later. So we asked her opinion without like stating names. We just sort of like described the scenario. She was like, that is absolutely bullying. Like you will absolutely get in trouble for doing that. But we had this whole thing. And, uh, oh my gosh. it was just uh, now amazing. This? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, we were a tight knit oh group. We weren't letting that, that shake it out. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause like. <laughs> yeah, to interview, like to interview while you're at, there's no good room to interview. No, no. You did have one of the best ones, though. It was like, I don't remember the name of it, um, but it was the one that was like by that little weird kitchen area. Mm-hmm. So it was like all closed. It used to be like the consumer research yeah. room. So yeah. at least you were closed. But like the, the bad thing about that is people will just walk in because they don't know you're in there. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the wow. room you were in. That's amazing. I'm so glad you told me that. Because, like, yeah, the the thing is, is, like, at Leo Burnett, you could, there's, like, 30-some oh, yeah. floors. Yeah. And so I could just, like, 
go up and down and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but at Ogilvy, there's only one floor. One you're kind of like, you're a sitting duck. Well, and I feel like, too, like to your point earlier about everybody being busy, if, you, if you're if you gone for more than 30 minutes and you're not in a meeting with other people that are on your team, they're going to be like, where the fuck is this? Like, yeah. you know, so you, you can't disappear um, for long. I know. And I think I've told you this since, like, it is one of my biggest regrets, honestly, that I didn't take time to get to know you better when you were actually, like, close physically. Because, like you said, Likewise. we've, like, stayed in touch, um, you know, over the the last couple of years. I think Ricky is actually probably one that helped uh, helped connect us post uh, Ricky Brandt, who I love. For sure. Um, but, yeah, that's – it's uh, one of those things where I look back and I'm like, fuck. Like, he – we would have had so much fun, I think, I at know. the time. Um, but I know. instead, I just have I- your resume, so – Ma- massive regret, and I <laughs> love that you held on to that story for all these years. All right, so you've been in LA now for like four years. You and Rachel living the life, yep. Um, out there as an advertise, is she still in advertising, or are you an advertising power couple now on the West Coast? Yeah, so actually, that <laughs> job I told you about that she took at Starcom, she showed yeah. up first day. She showed up the first day, I remember she called me like crying, and she was like, I'm not even working at Starcom. She's like, they, they told me after orientation that they're going to move me over to this other like company of theirs called Spark. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's not, she's like, it's not even in the Leo Burnett building. It's at the Merchandise Mart. Oh, And I was yeah. like, what? I was like, is this like, what's going on? And then, <laughs> so that was like, Spark was kind of up and coming then. Like, they had just kind of started to get some clients, I guess. Mm-hmm. She's been at Spark for nine years. And wow. in... In uh, April, I think April or May, it'll be ten, she'll hit her ten years there. So, wow! Yeah, loving that. So yeah, we're we're an advertising power couple out here on the West Coast, you could say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, living the life, travel. You guys her, travel more so than me. Yeah, no, you're you're doing great, man. You get to work on fun brands. Um, yeah. You're like you've worked your way up to a nice role. You travel a lot. You have a spiral staircase, for God's sake. Yes, uh, <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What so? What's next for you? Do you are you staying um, in advertising? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We like to travel, and mm-hmm. so like I think every New Year's for like the last, I don't know, five years or something, we've been like, you know, one of these days we're just gonna quit our jobs and travel for a year, like just do it. And wow. so we've been saying that for a couple of years and, you know, we'll, we've said it this year. So maybe, maybe, maybe this will be the year. And like, I've told people at work, like I have like this ongoing joke with like a handful of friends at work where I'm like, you know, you know, like these trips will go on, you know, I just, I might not just come back from one of them. Like <laughs> I just might like go off and like, I'll, I'll shoot you guys an email. Like I'll be polite about it, but like there, there's a good chance I just might not come back from one. Um, but yeah, I think I, I love advertising. Um, yeah. I we like LA, um, but we like traveling too. And so, I think the next big thing, like if I do make any kind of like career moves or like personal life moves, like it's going to be something that has to do with like traveling abroad somewhere, mm-hmm. um, but still having like some kind of advertising marketing in my life. You could you could go to Paris. You can get back yeah. to Paris and London. It'll yeah, be like exactly. A right. Full circle. 
Well, let's jump into the five for five round, my friend yeah. Keith. Um, and we will um, this this round for people that may not have listened is is named after the Arby's culinary deal of the '90s, where you get five classic roast beef sandwiches for five dollars. Um, so it's another great memory. Um, <laughs> in this round, Keith has five questions for me. I have five questions prepared for him. Uh, Keith, you are the guest, so you get to go first. All righty. So I know you're a huge wrestling fanatic, right? I, I am. So if you could take two wrestlers in like the history of wrestling, not just like current day or like from one period of time, mm-hmm. two wrestlers, period, to go at it, you'd get to watch, who would that be? Okay. <laughs> I can't believe that I didn't have to think about this more. Um, there is a wrestler who is right over my shoulder here uh, in this picture, MJF. He's um, a current wrestler. He's young, up-and-coming, like, big star in All Elite Wrestling. Um, A lot of his sort of inspiration and, like, things that he um, studied and things like that is uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, who, um, in my opinion, like, never got, like, his true heyday. Um, And so if I could bring (laughs) – if I could have, like, Rowdy Piper in his prime versus MJF right now – and then to watch those like promos and like hear them talk to each other and then like see the payoff of the match, that would be my fantasy booking uh, of of any wrestler dead or alive. That sounds amazing. Absolutely, um, they are just both so good. My first question for you is: if you had to rename yourself, so you you couldn't be Keith, what name would you pick for yourself and why? I think so. It's weird because. Uh... I think I want to name myself William. Oh. And the reason being is my my younger brother, Boogs, his middle name is William, but my dad's dad's name was Bill William. And there's, for whatever reason, I was like jealous of my brother's middle name when I was younger Mm. um, because it was William. And... I, uh, my middle name's Douglas and like okay. Douglas just doesn't like, it doesn't, it's weird. It doesn't roll off the tongue, but William like has like kind of this posture, I guess. And like, there's something about it where I was like, I wish my middle name was William. Um, uh, but Keith William Marsh sounds kind of weird. Uh, and, and my grandpa old school, like to the T he was a carpenter, like just like kind of like one of those gritty, um, Grandpa's, I guess you could say, like he didn't say much, but like yep. when he did, like everyone listened. Yep. Uh, and so I guess that was probably another thing. Was like, I want to kind of want to be like Grandpa Bill. Um, <laughs> and like, cool thing about William, like you can kind of go so many different directions with it. Will, William, Bill, you know. Yeah, yeah. Lots of variations Very for versatile. Sure. Yeah. All right. It's time for your second question for me. Okay. So being from Cincinnati, you're a huge Skyline Chili person i assume absolutely yes actually i've yeah. seen the posts i know you are yeah <laughs> if you had to replace skyline chili with a chicago staple oh what would it be portillo's easily what at portillo's oh so okay so you okay one mm. the thing about portillo's is that almost everything is really good um yeah. i guess i would probably pick i don't really like the italian beef i know i know i'll get hate mail for this um, I, it's just not my thing. Uh, like if I'm going to have beef, I want to have just Arby's <laughs> sue me, no gravy. Um, you. so I would, I would pick the, the Portillo's version of the hot dog. Um, or yeah. 
Oh, God, now I'm thinking, what if I want Gene and Jude's? Did you ever have that when you were here? No, what's that? It's out in River Grove. It's like a mom and pop, like, hot dog stand. Oh. Their hot dogs are actually really, really good. Um, it's the same thing. Like, you can order, you know, you go in and order. It's, like, cash only. There's always a yeah. line out in the parking lot yeah, and yeah. shit. It's, like, you know... Um, I'm going to say the Chicago hot dog, but I'm going to, I am going to stick with Portillo's because I feel like you got to replace cha- uh, like good chain for good chain. The, the Portillo's Chicago dog. Like yeah. I dream about that. Yeah. It's so, it's so damn good. Um, that was like one of my favorites in Chicago. Yeah. We would, so my wife worked in the merchandise mart and I worked at the Burnett building when we first moved there. Mm-hmm. We would like Portillo's was kind of in the middle yeah. And we would like meet there for dinner like at like seven thirty at night. Like, Hey, uh, I'm just, I'm just leaving work. Um, you want to meet me at Portillo's? And like, we'd walk over there. I'd get two Chicago dogs. So amazing. Oh, so good. My, <laughs> no, that's a great question though. Um, and I'm sticking with my Portillo's Chicago style hot dog, but I don't get tomatoes on it Got just it. in case anybody ever wants to order me one. Got um, it. my second question for you is, have you ever had a crush on a teacher or professor? And if so, tell us about them. Ooh. Um, let's, see if, let's see if Celine has the hot-ass teachers uh, or just a good school district. No, I don't. I think it's just a good school district because <laughs> I can't remember ever having, like, a crush on any of my teachers or professors. Interesting. I remember... Th- there was one professor, like, I'm trying to jog my memory. I can, like, see her in my head, but I don't remember her name. That was mm-hmm. very attractive. But I wouldn't say I had, like, a crush on her. It was just like, oh, she's a lot more attractive than any of the other professors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, I don't remember any teachers really, like, well, I think a lot of my teachers in high school were older. And I, Old, like, yeah. apologize if any if there were younger teachers, I know like the youngest teacher I had, I think was like the <laughs> hockey coach. Um, okay. and like he was our science teacher and I was terrible at science, but, uh, yeah, I can't, no, I don't think I had, had any crushes on any teachers or professors. That's too bad. Too bad. Yeah. For you. Did you? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. In, in high I school mean, or, and in college? I had, there were, uh, <laughs> I've talked about the high school secretary a couple times on here. So in high school, there were three teachers total that I had a crush on. And in college, there was one professor who I was in love with, honestly. Uh, no, I'm not really in love with. But like, she, I definitely had a crush on her, too. Um, the, the high school teachers, one was an English teacher, and she was like brought in um, to fi- like one of the, the actual teacher like got sick and like had to be out for quite some time because of medical leave. And they brought in this like younger, um, teacher fresh out of college and she had gone to high school there. Yeah. Um, God. And then I later saw her like years later at one of the local casinos. She was a cocktail waitress there. Oh my God. (laughs) She's like, I make more money doing this than I did teaching. And I was like, Connie, you go. Yeah. Do your thing. Yep. Uh, so I, her and then our chemistry teacher was also pretty hot. Um, and she had gone to high school there <laughs> That's and amazing. she was a, te- uh, she was a, ch- a cheerleader when she went to high school there. That's amazing. So like her old s- school, like she was on like the school, you know, in the pictures yeah. on the hallways and stuff. Um, and then our secretary was, I've talked about her a couple times, but it was like a real Stifler's mom situation. Um, and then in college, uh, my friend Jared and I both had a crush on our philosophy professor. Her name was Svetlana. 
and that's why I have a philosophy minor. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Good lord. Oh my god, it's time for your third question for me before yeah. I get myself in trouble with that one. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. We, that could go somewhere wild. Um, okay, next one. Um, and and if you answer this one on a previous one on a previous uh, podcast, you, we can skip it. But what was your top five on Spotify in 2021? Oh, I didn't. Um, I didn't answer this. So, um, can you still see it? <laughs> um, I think. Let me see. Yeah, I'll have to tell you. Oh, yeah, your top songs. Okay, so first I should tell you, <laughs> my wife is so cheap that she wouldn't get her own Spotify Pro account. So for a while, she was like sharing. We were like sharing one. Okay. Uh, and it really wrecked my top five. Um, so the top... Of the top five songs in my top songs, only one of them was from me. Got um, it. The other four were from Liz. So the first one was, I guess, do they go in order of like highest to lowest? Is that? Yeah. I think yeah, so. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So number five was this terrible song that she likes. It's this um, song called Piano in the Dark by Brenda Russell. If you listen to it, you'll know it. Um, it's from maybe like the late 80s, early 90s, but it, it's yeah. very not something I would listen to. Um, the next song was mine. It was Hard to Forget by Sam Hunt. Um, I really like that. It samples this really old country song, and so I just like it. And I like Sam Hunt in general. Um, number three was Dance Monkey by Tones and I. That was from oh, Liz yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. Number two I would listen to, but this was not driven by me. It's, um, it's a song from... I might have been in high school when this song came out. Um, it was a song by an artist named Poe, and it's called Angry Johnny. Um, it's very it's a good song if you haven't heard it okay and then the number one was a song called sentimental lady by bob welch which i did not know what the hell that song was and i made liz play it for me and then i was like oh that's what that song is called but she totally destroyed my top five so i'm on a i'm on a quest to claim it in 2022 got it because she now has her own account got it so it's it's funny mine when i looked at it i was like what the hell? Like, <laughs> but then I listen to like, so like really the only times I listen to Spotify is like when I go to the gym, which is not very often. Um, and I listen to like this one playlist, like this like pump up playlist. And it's yeah. got like, I wouldn't say like hardcore rap, but like rap that <laughs> I wouldn't probably traditionally listen to, but it's like, yeah. you know, kind of like loud and like very upbeat and those were like my top five songs, like the first five on that playlist. And I was like, what? Really? And I was like, oh, yeah, because I listen all the time. And then little Justin Bieber sprinkled in there, too. I was like, ah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I hear you. I'll have to I'll have to make a note to tell you what my 2022 is, because it'll be much more representative of me, I believe. Love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Justin Bieber will be on there. So For sure. <laughs> As he should. As he should. Yeah, he should be on everybody's. Um, yeah. <laughs> my third question for you is, what's something that you prefer to do the old-fashioned way? And I can give you an example. Yeah, let's hear an I mean, example. So, like, for me, I like to <laughs> deposit checks in the bank physically. Got it. So I will sign them. I will go oh to the bank. Gosh. I will go to a teller. So I'll do the ATM one, too. But I'll actually, yeah. like, physically deposit the check. The old fashioned no. way. So like yeah. I'm I'm a pretty like early adopter of technology, or I at least <laughs> try to be. 
Mm-hmm. Um, old fashioned way, I would say maybe like this sounds ridiculous because I think a lot of people probably do it, but like I like taking notes like on a pad of paper. Yeah. Um, instead of like typing them out. Yep. Um, and then, but then what I end up doing is I take what I wrote and then I type it. And like yeah. when I when like send it out to like the people I was like on the meeting, I'm like, why am I doing this? But I just like, I think it's like quicker for me to write like in my chicken scratch than it yeah. is for me to like type comprehensive notes. So that's probably one of them. And then I, I guess the other one, um, shit, that's a good question. Old fashioned way. I guess um, oh, I got it. Um, I drink my coffee just like straight black. Like okay. there's all these, there's all these new, you know, like all the different types of coffee. Like my wife drinks like mushroom coffee now. And like you go to, <laughs> yeah, you go to Starbucks, like there's 70 different things you can order. And I like, okay. I confuse them when I'm like just large black coffee, no sugar, <laughs> no cream, nothing. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's it. They're like, okay. And like, I don't ever have to like wait for my order at Starbucks because they just like turn yeah. around and pour it and like hand it to me. And like, doesn't go down like the, the <laughs> line <laughs> just because they're like, okay, here I can just pour it and give it to you. Um, but like, yeah, I just, just straight black coffee and no, none of the funny business. I love that. I love that. It's time for your fourth question for me. Um, okay. Favorite. LTO of any fast food, or it can just be straight up Taco Bell. A lot of times they end up becoming like actual menu items. Some, a lot of yeah. times. Um, so like, I know, I think the cheesy gordita crunch. That was probably, that was be. probably a LTO at some point. Yeah. And that's like my favorite thing that I get there. Yeah. There are two things that are coming to mind. Um, one of them is not Taco Bell and the other one is, I'll give you a, my non Taco Bell first. Yeah. Um, there was this, <laughs> there was a uh, cheeseburger that Wendy's released, at least in Cincinnati, uh, back when I still lived there. So like this had to be 2005, 2006. Um, and it was a, there wasn't anything special about it that made it like specifically Bengals, but like it was called the Hude Burger. And um, it was essentially like a patty melt, um, but it had also like a sauce on it, similar to like a Steak and Shake's Frisco melt. Um, okay. And it was really good. And it was there very, for a very short, like part of one football season. And then I never saw it brought back again. Um, and I, and I really like that. I could be also like glorifying it in my mind because I haven't yeah. had it in so long. So like yeah. if I ate it now, I could be like, Oh, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> the thing from Taco Bell that I really love is the queso lupa actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, because so I like, cheese. yeah, it's like, well, how can you go wrong? Right. Um, yeah. I love a good chalupa. I love a quesadilla. Um, so yeah, it's, I, they, they, and that's where I was going in my head. They just like release these, I don't know what they're called, but like cantina tacos maybe or something that also have cheese mm-hmm. on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like I love anything that uses cheese to like unify two Taco Bell items. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's those are good ones. The I remember the case the case of Lupa one, um, trying that for the first time and was like, whoa, this yeah. is like, this is amazing. And yeah. that's that one's up there. Like my I think my second favorite one might be um, 
it's kind of flew under the radar. It didn't get a ton of hype. It was called the Triple Lupa, and it was three different shells. They were mm-hmm. all like one. It looked like a foot long hot dog. Yep. And you could break them off. Um, and like the two on the ends had their own sauce. And then like the one in the middle, like had a combination of the two. Yeah. I thought that one was really good. And I like just the, the innovation behind it. <laughs> I, I also had those. Um, usually if there's a, an LTO from Taco Bell, we're get, we'll give it, a, uh, we usually try it in our house. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And I mean, I was never like that until, um, like I worked on Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, and then I, now I, I stare at pictures of it for yeah months and i was like oh i have to get this like when it comes out and then like yeah. i get it and nine times out of ten it's amazing yeah yeah usually it's like spot on i mean yeah. um they've had a couple things for me that are just kind of eh. and honestly the nacho fries are one of them for me because i don't i like i feel like the fries don't feel cooked enough like i like my fries really crispy and so yeah. they feel and i'm sure that's just like they don't have i don't know actually but like um like they don't have a deep fryer maybe there or something so it's like cooked in a different way i don't know but they don't seem crispy enough for me. That's I, the only I problem. I can hear you on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I tend to agree with that. It's like they're not as crispy as like yep. you'd like them to be. Yeah, Other, because the taste is great. It's mm-hmm. just oh, I don't want to bite into like cheese. oh yeah yeah. And I actually did like the naked chicken chips, which were oh, those yeah. are not and not yeah, many yeah. people like those. Yeah. I didn't like them in the chalupa form because I felt like it was too much chicken. Gotcha. Yeah. It is, <laughs> it is literally one of my dreams is to um, get to use the Taco Bell sour cream gun. So <laughs> you should ask next time you go in. I have. They won't let you. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Get away. <laughs> Step away from the gun. I've like I've tried to apply for there, like to work there a short period of time because I just want to do it and then like leave. <laughs> Give me one chance with this thing and then I'm out. Oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> My fourth question for you um, is kind of a Debbie Downer question, Um, but it's because it's serious. So, like, um, I feel like a lot of times with people move and like or people just are no longer with us. Who's somebody in your life that you miss having in your life the most? Ooh, I would say um, my grandma Marsh. Uh, She passed away. I think it was two three years ago now. Um, and it was tough because when I was younger, um, I had a really close relationship with my mom's mom and not that mm-hmm. close of a relationship with my dad's parents. And mm-hmm. for one reason or another, I don't know why. Um, they just weren't around nearly as much as my mom's mom. But uh, like six years ago, probably maybe longer, seven years ago, my grandpa passed away and I really regretted that. I was bummed that I didn't ever get to know him that well. I like had heard all these amazing stories about him and like how he was for my dad. And I was like bummed that I didn't get to know him that well and didn't know him on a close relationship level. And I kind of made it a pact to myself that like, I don't want that to happen when my grandma inevitably passes away. And so what I started to do is like at the time I was living in Chicago and when I would walk home from the train on random evenings, I had like a mile walk. Um, I would call her, let me just shoot the shit talk. Um, and then in the summer, like she watched every single Detroit Tigers game, like 
didn't matter like what it was but like she watched every single game and so she'd tell me how the tigers are doing and stuff and then um we kept that going and then when i moved from seattle to la um i had i play hockey on thursday nights and mm-hmm. i got a like a decent like little like 10 15 minute drive to the rink and so every single thursday night i would call my grandma on my way to hockey and i talked to her and uh it was pretty special um little time and like a time i looked forward to um and then a few years ago she passed and that was the end of the Thursday night calls, but I've since started calling my other grandma, my mom's mom, who I, I would talk to her once a week, regardless. Yeah. Um, just cause we do have a pretty close relationship, but I've now moved it to like permanently like Thursday nights on my way to hockey. I call my grandma and she tells me over and over again how like it's her favorite night of the week. And it was my grandma Marsha's favorite night of the week too. At least that's what she used to tell me. So, I love that. um, yeah, I, I, I miss those combos, but I'm glad I got to have them while she was still here. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to bring the good question. <laughs> no, this is a good question. Thank you. Um, and your fifth and final question for me in this round. So I had, I had two here and I was, I didn't know which one I wanted to ask you. um, I guess I'll go with the second one because you're wearing the Bengals hat. You think the <laughs> Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl? No, I don't. No. I want them to. I don't think they will. Um, I think Cincinnati sports, <laughs> when, the, when there's national spotlights, typically tend to not um, be able to, to do it all the way. And, um, and I, th- I, I don't mean this in a bad way. Like... Um, they have a really young team who are who play yeah. great together, and yeah. I think they'll I think they'll get there, but I don't think it'll be this year. I th- I tend to agree with that, but I think they could also surprise some people, and they might I be would able love to make it. it. Yeah, that'd be sweet. The show they put on yesterday was something special. That was I incredible. Would absolutely love it, and I love. I know that people are you know you can't like have one person make a team. Joe Burrow is like amazing to watch. Like it's. Um, you know, he's from Ohio. He's like invested, it seems. So it's like, it's really exciting. Like the last time I remember being excited about a Bengals football season is back in the days of like, well, before he was Ocho Cinco, like Chad Johnson, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, this is like years ago. And all them, yeah. And it's, um, yeah, so it's, it's fun, but it's also like, I'm cautiously optimistic. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Um, Good. I hope, man. I hope. And if not yeah. this year, like I said, I think they'll get there. I just don't. I don't know if it'll be this fast. So yeah, it would I be, would love it. It would be incredible if it was this fast. But yeah, I, I tend to agree with you that I don't think it's going to be this year. But yeah. I think in the next couple, they they certainly are going to be able to build around Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase, and they're going to have a lot of successful seasons here in the near future. I hope so, because if they. If they don't get there in the next couple of years, the people that are good are going to get frustrated and go elsewhere, right? Exactly. Which is what yep. always happens. So, uh, but it, they've been really fun to watch, honestly. This yeah. season. Quick follow up to that: yeah. Did you take offense when I think Joe Burrow said it in like a press conference about like when they were talking about like all the COVID stuff and like you know not being able to do things, and he said something like. <laughs> Well, there's, there's not nothing much to do, do there. Since <laughs> so like, it's not that like hard to stay at home and not do shit. Yeah. I did not take offense to that. So, um, 
I mean, it's it definitely there were a lot of really funny responses on social and memes and stuff that generated. Uh-huh. And I think like even Ocho Cinco tweeted back and was like, there's a McDonald's in Newport and a well, I don't know, like. But yeah. um, no, I, you know, when you compare it to a city like uh, New York or like an L.A. or even a Chicago, right, there is significantly less to do. Um, but Cincinnati actually does. Ha- and, and I'm not just saying this like it was not like this when I lived there. Uh, as much there's a ton of stuff to do there now yeah it's um there's but i did not take offense to it i i thought like it was um i don't know i thought and then there was like i don't know if you saw that they like left a book on his chair that was like secret cincinnati (laughs) like 100 i don't know 250 (laughs) things to do or something yeah i saw that yeah no i didn't take offense to it i it's um it was funny i think um and i mean come on please he was from athens like fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah right (laughs) Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to do compared to Athens. Um, my fifth question for you is um, when people come to you asking for help with things, what are they asking you to help with? <laughs> hmm. So I, I guess. I guess most recently I've noticed um I just have people like wanting to run things by me, like, um, (laughs) like whether it be friends or even like colleagues, like, Hey, I'm like writing this thing Mm -hmm. and I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Whether that be an email or like any kind of like recap or anything. Um, or like I've had friends that, you know, that are applying for jobs Mm -hmm. or, and they like, Hey, I rewrote my resume. I'm wondering if you can take a look at it and just like, I want to run by you. Um, and so it's, it generally falls within like running something by me that they're like sending to somebody else or like, um, applying for a job and it's some kind of resume like, Hey, can you help me out with that? Uh, or I have a little bit of knowledge from my dad, who's a carpenter. Um, I'm like, how to do some handy stuff around the house. And so okay. I have helped out with some friends, um, just like random shit, you know, hanging a picture, <laughs> stuff like that. Okay. Or like, you know, helping like put some, uh, some drywall up or like helping like, you know, some floorboards, just random stuff. Nothing like too crazy. Uh, I would say, majority of it has been like can you help me hang this picture because like i don't have the tools to do it okay i i'm able to come over with like a screw gun yeah (laughs) i love that i love that those are the um five questions i had so that ends the five for five round we'll move on to the last and final round which is the fast friends fortune teller um so what I'll do, Keith, is just ask you a series of questions that will reveal an activity. Um, the first question in all of these scenarios, assume that we're in a car together on a road trip, though. Got it. So the first question is, um, I ask you to start a boy band playlist, and you can pick from Baxter Boys, One Direction, NSYNC, or 98 Degrees for the first song. Which boy band do you pick? NSYNC. Like, no questions asked. Do you have a um, go-to NSYNC favorite song? Um, this sounds cliche. I guess uh but bye 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 yeah, uh and tearing up my heart like those those two like i anytime either of those songs come on i'm like it gets me hype yeah bye 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 really might be like one of the best pop songs of all time 
it, it it's got to be in like the music video and everything. And I remember oh, yeah. like watching making the video of it, and I was like, "This is amazing!" Yeah, yeah. This is so, so good, incredible. so good. Um, okay, so we stopped for snacks. Do you out of these four snacks, do you pick corn nuts, milk duds, sour patch kids, or cheez its? Milk duds. Milk duds. I respect yeah. that decision. Yeah, I'm I, I'm a chocolate guy. I like chocolate. My dentist loves that I would eat milk duds too. Um, <laughs> and so the last is we stop uh, at an exit and we're going through a drive-through. Would you stop at um, Arby's, Wendy's, Burger King, or McDonald's out of those four? Arby's, Wendy's, Burger King, Arby's. Arby's. I love Hell yeah. Arby's. God, me too. It's so good. <laughs> it's like so good. Um, okay, so under Arby's this week is the game Two Truths and a Lie. Um, so this, um, you have the option to tell me three things, two of, of which are true. One is a lie. I'll try to guess which one you're lying about. All right. Two truths and a lie. I was a karaoke judge at a random small town bar in China. Okay. I've been to Vietnam. I've never had Skyline Chili. Okay. I feel like you, the Vietnam one is to me, um, and maybe you're doing this to throw me, but that seems like it would absolutely be a truth. Um, just because of, I know that you travel a fair amount. I'm going to say that your, your lie is about the karaoke judge. No. You did truth. that? That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. I've never had Skyline Chili. You've never had Skyline Chili? No. Wait. Is that the lie? Oh shit! <laughs> Fuck! I even wrote it down. <laughs> I meant I've had Skyline Chili. <laughs> okay. All right. I knew no, I was gonna do that. It's all right. It's all right. It's so you know we it still worked. It still works. Um, you know what I meant. But I still would have guessed the wrong. Yeah, I still believe. I believe that you. Um. The karaoke one is the one that I thought was a lie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you yeah, never that, have had Skyline? No. Hmm. Okay. Um, I need to try it. Yeah, you do. I, you do. I've driven by. I, we used to drive down to Ohio, and we used to drive down to, like, these boat trips in Kentucky all the time. And we'd drive through Cincinnati and, like, see all the billboards on the highway and everything. Oh, and yeah. never had it. Yeah. I think I had a bite once of a friend. She she lived in Cincinnati for a period of time and then uh, lived in Chicago. And she would, like, bring Skyline Chili back. And I think I had, like, the homemade, like, her version of it. Um, but I think it was just a bite. Like, I didn't have it. I was like, yeah. But, yeah, I need to try it. But the, yeah, the, the, the karaoke judge thing. Um, yeah. We were staying in this like small town. It's called like Hangzhou. Um, I guess it's a good sized city in uh, China. And um, we went into this bar, and there was like this amazing music coming from upstairs. And we went upstairs and we get upstairs, and it was like these people singing karaoke, and they were singing all like these American songs, and they were doing great. And like we walked in and everyone kind of like stopped and like looked at us. My wife, it was just Rachel and I. And next person comes up, sings a song, and the MC 
there's an MC there, like love it, calling people up and shit. Yeah. And uh, he's like, he points to us and he's like, good. And my wife and I were like, yeah. And like <laughs> clapped and they were like, yeah. And like everyone like clapped and like um, they, the person who sang like came over and like shook our hands and like bowed to us a little bit. And we we're like, yeah, no problem. Um, next person comes up, like they sang like a Justin Bieber song and same thing. Yeah. Like the MC turns to like the two, the only two Americans in there and they're like, and Rachel and I are like, yeah. And then we're just like, Oh shit. They're like looking at us. Like we're <laughs> judging if this was like a good version of that song. And so like we got into it, like we got fully like excellent job. Like and we were started like doing like. Like seven and eight and like <laughs> look up numbers and shit. And, and it was like such a blast because like it was this small like little bar and like hardly anyone like spoke English. And like they were just like kept looking at us like when they'd finish a song to like give the thumbs up or thumbs down. And we were like, yeah. And it was oh, it was such a blast. We had so much fun that night. <laughs> that is awesome. I love like yeah. I love just random stories like that. Like you never could play on that in a million years and it like ends up being so much exactly it was a blast well this is the moment keith that we've been building to um so even though we do know each other and have been friends um this you know i did say i would put this out there for you the friend requests because you can confirm or delete right like you can say like this isn't going well for me like this has actually been terrible now that i've actually had to talk to you for more than five minutes um (laughs) (laughs) so uh keith marsh if logan cummins has sent you a friend request would you confirm or delete the friend request based on i would absolutely confirm it and having been friends with you on all the social medias i I love everything you post and i love this (laughs) podcast and I'm uh, very grateful that you had me on. Thank you so much, Logan. Dude, I'm, it, it is so good uh, to, to catch up with you. Um, awesome. Thank you for coming on. If you're listening at home uh, and you have suggestions for what Keith and I should do when we hang out, finally, eventually, after COVID and all the crazy variants, uh, you can hit us up on social media or text the podcast at 872-267-2735. Keith, do you want to um, plug any of your socials and have people follow you? They, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, my they're Instagram. kind of assholes. Yeah, Marshy316 <laughs> on Instagram. M-A-R-S-H-Y 316 for Austin 316. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Sweet, dude. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for hanging out. And thanks for keeping my friend streak rolling into 22. Absolutely. It's a blast. Thank you. All right. Have a good night, man. Thanks for listening to the Fast Friends Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all-new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.